0: section twenty nine of a book of Sibyls by Anne thackeray ritchie the sleeper recording is in the public domain mrs opie part seven their affairs being once more prosperous a long hoped-for dream became a reality and they started on an expedition to paris a solemn event in those days and not lightly to be passed over by a biographer one long war was ended another had not yet begun the continent was a promised land fondly dreamt of though unknown at last in paris at last in the city which she had so longed to see mrs opie's description of her arrival reads like a comment upon history as they drive into the town everywhere chalked up upon the walls and the houses are inscriptions concerning l'indivisibilit de la République, how many subsequent writings upon the wall did mrs opie live to see the english party finds rooms at a hotel facing the place de la concorde where the guillotine that token of order and tranquillity was then perpetually standing the young wife's feelings may be imagined when within an hour of their arrival opie who had rushed straight off to the louvre returned with a face of consternation to say that they must leave paris at once the louvre was shut and moreover the whiteness of everything the houses the ground they stood on all dazzled and blinded him he was a lost man if he remained by some happy interposition they succeed in getting admission to the louvre and as the painter wonders and admires his nervous terrors leave him the picture left by miss edgeworth of paris society in the early years of the century is more brilliant but not more interesting than mrs opie's reminiscences of the fleeting scene gaining so much in brilliancy from the shadows all round about there is the shadow of the ghastly guillotine upon the place de la concorde the shadows of wars but lately over and yet to come the echo in the air of arms and discord meanwhile a brilliant agreeable flashing paris streams with sunlight is piled with treasures and trophies of victory and crowded with well-known characters we read of kosciuko's nut-brown wig concealing his honorable scars massena's earrings flash in the sun one can picture it all and the animated inrush of tourists and the eager life stirring round about the walls of the old louvre it was at this time that they saw talma perform and years after in her little rooms in Ladiesfield at norwich mrs opie in her quaker dress used to give an imitation of the great actor and utter a deep cain cain where art thou to which cain replies in sepulchral tones we get among other things an interesting glimpse of fox standing in the louvre gallery opposite the picture of st jerome by domenichino a picture which as it is said he enthusiastically admired opie who happened to be introduced to him then and there dissented from this opinion you must be a better judge on such points than i am says fox and mrs opie proudly writes of the two passing on together discussing and comparing the pictures she describes them next standing before the transfiguration of raphael the louvre in those days must have been for a painter a wonder palace indeed the venus de medici was on her way it was a time of miracles as fox said meanwhile mrs opie hears some one saying that the first council is on his way from the senate and she hurries to a window to look out bonaparte seems very fond of state and show for a republican says mrs fox fox himself half turns to the window then looks back to the pictures again as for opie one may be sure his attention never wandered for one instant they saw the first council more than once the pacificator as he was then called was at the height of his popularity on one occasion they met fox with his wife on his arm crossing the carousel to the tuileries where they are also admitted to a ground-floor room from whence they look upon a marble staircase and see several officers ascending one of whom with a helmet which seemed entirely of gold was Eugène de beauharnais a few minutes afterwards she says there was a rush of officers down the stairs and among them i saw a short pale man with his hat in his hand who as i thought resembled lord erskine in profile this of course is bonaparte unadorned amidst all this studied splendor and wearing only a little tricolored cockade maria cosway the painter who was also in paris at the time took them to call at the house of madame bonaparte where they were received by a blooming courteous ecclesiastic powdered and with purple stockings and gold buckles and a costly crucifix this is cardinal Fesch, the uncle of bonaparte it is said that when fox was introduced to the first council he was warmly welcomed by him and was made to listen to a grand harangue upon the advantages of peace to which he answered scarcely a word though he was charmed to talk with madame bonaparte and to discuss with her the flowers of which he was so fond the opies met fox again in england some years later when he sat to opie for one of his finest portraits it is now at holker and there is a characteristic description of poor opie made nervous by the criticism of the many friends and fox impatient but encouraging and again whispering don't attend to them you must know best end of section twenty nine